Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Facebook Live Broad Street Hockey Post Game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening or afternoon, I guess. Man, I hate—I just hate afternoon games. But hey, they won one, and my God, what a ridiculous game! Uh, can we talk for a second about how bad the Ducks are? Like, my God, they are just slow and ugh. Like the Flyers played poorly today, honestly. They, they scored some goals and made some nice plays, but they were sloppy, turning the puck over, uh, took a couple of penalties. I They were not very good today. I mean, they have a guy, maybe you've heard of him. He wears number 79 and has these big pads. I'm told his position is goaltender, and his job is to keep the puck out of the back of the net. Um, checking, double-checking on this, but uh, yeah, Carter Hart, stupendous again. What else can you say about this guy? He just keeps doing it. I keep waiting for um, for the next le- – you know, he's going to have a bad game at some point, isn't he? Like, what? how uh, – how, uh, yeah, I didn't think on a day where the Flyers scored six I'd be – I'd only want to talk about the goalie, but uh, here we are. It says here the Flyers had 40 shots on that. I don't know when those were. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, what is, so Carter Hart, uh, what, he stopped 30 out of 32. Uh, yeah, decent day. Decent day for the kid. Uh, yeah, stopped every, yes, 27 out of 27 at even strength. Uh, nice little 938 save percentage for the 20-year-old. Uh, tied the longest streak uh, for a kid under 21 with, what was that, eight in a row for him. I, I just love watching him actually play goal. It doesn't even – or do you find yourself not when the other team has the puck and threatening to score, you're just not as anxious? You know, like oh, he's got it. He's he, like, already. We're what twenty games into his career, or whatever the hell it is, seventeen, eighteen, and the, yeah, yeah. Carter's got it. No worries. It's fine. Uh, that's that was my main takeaway today. I thought, um, you know, Couturier was good. I thought Patrick was really good. Uh, I don't know if Patrick looked looked super fast or. Uh, the Ducks are just that slow, but he just seemed to have a jump today. Patrick's been playing really well, don't get me wrong. Uh, he looks like a totally different player from the first half of the season. But I don't think anyone will ever mistake Nolan Patrick for like a speedster. But he he was all over the freaking ice today. Um, he's starting to really come around. I, I love that Couturier line with uh, with Limblom and Voracek. Uh, that I don't know, man. I just don't love the Giroux with uh, TK and, and JVR. I understand the idea, like I've said over and over. I get that they need they need the center depth. They need to use Giroux as a center because they don't have the center depth. Um, but I just – I, I don't like it. I, I'm just not that big of a fan. But TK gets the goal at the end. Uh, you know, get him going a little bit. I'd like to see him score a little bit more right now. Uh, hopefully maybe this is his opportunity to get going, but not a ton of takeaways from this game because it just seemed like, I don't know. Uh, did you think that, like, I know they won six to two and that's good and that's good. Um, but I, I you know, a kind of an eh game, like the scoring is fun. I, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy beating up on the ducks because guess laughing Perry. That's all you need to say. Screw those two. Uh, Ryan Kessler, like this team is like it was built to win in 2007. Uh, the broadcast is talking like the Ducks. I can't believe with the number of good players that they have. I'm like, do they though? Like, who who on that team is great? 
Like, Gibson's not there. What, what, what else do they have, really? I, I don't know. I just – I'm not a huge fan, uh, clearly. I just yeah, – and freaking Randy Carlisle burning himself with a toaster. Uh, uh, freaking Carlisle. But, yeah, what did, what did you guys think? Let's get to your comments. Yeah, this heart kit is good. That's where I'm going to start, Danny. I love it. Woo! What's up, Max? Uh, John Bird, hey, from Germany. Way to go. All right, we got some Germans in the house. Um, think moving Weiss was smart? I mean, he wasn't playing. They were getting rid of him. I don't think he's very good. Um, if you didn't have to cover any of his salary, which it looks like they didn't, that's cool. The trade was just kind of, here's some of our trash. We'll take some of your garbage. Um, it's a nothing trade. I mean... Weiss and Folan aren't playing, and they weren't going to. I guess it gives Phil Myers a chance. It's going to be interesting to see uh, who draws who draws out. My money right now is on Robert Haig. Uh, I, I just don't I don't see a fit for Haig in the lineup right now, and I don't think McDonald's coming out. I would obviously prefer McDonald to come out. Let's. I'm not saying oh yes, get Haig out of there. I don't think Haig is anything particularly special. Um, but at least he has a chance to grow into a role, whereas McDonald is what McDonald is, and what he is is mediocre at best. Like he's he's you know he we know what McDonald is. Uh, you just mentioning him will start the McDonald jokes, I'm sure, uh, and I'll have trouble. But yeah, the the trade, I guess, the one thing it does is all right. Myers is up, and we'll see what happens next. Uh. It's fucked up to say, but Hart's contract needs to mention that he is prohibited from... Oh, yeah, I'm not reading the rest of that. Um, Bill, do not jinx Hart for Monday. There's no such thing as jinxes. Look, it's for losers. Uh, The Ducks are a dumpster fire. Uh, The Pens aspired to be in the late 90s and early 2000s. Uh, Do you think if Hart breaks the record or sets a crazy long record, uh, he is a sure Calder finalist? I think he's pretty much guaranteed uh, top three if his numbers hold. As long as he keeps uh, winning and his save percentage stays good, the goals against stays good, and this team's in a playoff race, I think he's definitely a finalist. Um, I think Pedersen has it wrapped up, but to me, the story, I think some writers aren't going to be able to ignore this story and are going to want to vote for Hart to actually win the thing depending on how many, you know, because wins and starts do matter, especially to the people who vote. So uh, I think he's got a chance to win it. Uh, it would, you know, Pedersen would have to probably stop doing Pedersen stuff. Uh, Darlene's been great. I don't know how many people are really, like, I, I don't know. There's just so few people who know how to really judge defense, but Darlene's been great. And uh, Miro has kind of, is, is playing like 23 minutes a night in Dallas and doing really well, but, like John Klingberg got one first place vote for um, for uh, the Norris last year. I just don't think there's a voting base in Dallas or for Dallas players. There's no one spotlighting Dallas players. So I think he's the one who gets bumped and Hart definitely gets into the final three. Uh, I think he's got a chance to win it. I don't – like at this very moment, it's still uh, Elias. Uh, Elias Pedersen? It's not Elias. It's not Walk with Elias. I think it's Elias Pedersen. Um, I – I should know how to say these things, and I've heard it pronounced correctly a bunch of times, and I've listened to it and said, okay, I know how to say it, and then when I go to say it, I'm like, that does not sound right, but I'm pretty sure it's Elias Patterson. Uh, yeah, but I, I, Hart has a definite chance um, if his numbers hold. I, I expect him to be in the final three. 
I, I don't think that's really much of a stretch. Hart was great. The rest of the team, meh. It's my God. Uh, what we could have been getting away with all these years if we just had a freaking goalie. And on Monday, we might also see Myers. Yeah, I mean, that's exciting. Uh, it's a guy we've been hearing about for a long time. One of those, uh, you know, hidden gems that Ron Hextall found. Undrafted guy. I think he actually even went to rookie camp with, um, with I believe, Calgary. And didn't even didn't, didn't get an invite to their training camp. Flyers, you know, he gets the contract. He's a big deal. He's an unsigned guy. And we've been you know, hearing about him develop, and we've been watching him with the Phantoms the last couple of years. We're finally going to get a chance to see Phil Myers up here, and it's it's really good. Uh, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see who draws out of the lineup to make room for him. Uh, my guess is Haig, but we will see. Ducks might be that old and slow. Oh, yeah, talking about, uh, yeah, they're just, they were built to win in like 2007. How different does this game go if Hart wasn't in net for the first five minutes? I love having an actual hockey goalie. A good one. Yeah, for a team that seems to ease its way into game. And, you know, they have four in the first, obviously. But like you said, those first five minutes, Hart had a couple of big stops. Um, for, for a team that just seems to ease its way into games, they have desperately needed a goalie just because, I mean, you need a goalie to win. You have to have a good one, at least a good one. Um, but, it, like... They've had subpar goaltending for so long, and they've needed someone who can just give them the like, as they're waiting to wake up because that seems to just be their problem. Uh, is someone who keeps them in games, and they're not down two nothing when they wake up seven minutes into the first period. Scott Gordon and Carter Hart were the solutions for this team. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have to keep crediting Scott Gordon because some young guys have really turned it around, and he's empowered the young guys to be able to go out and play their games. He's giving them chances, giving them second chances. It's not, all right, yeah, well, you're stable to the bench. Uh, Vorobiev did get uh, benched the other day. Uh, I think last Saturday Vorobiev got benched. But, I mean, what has he really shown, that kid? How about him passing uh, – Passing on that odd man rush today, and it was so telegraphed. He might as well have just yelled, I'm passing. The goalie could have just stood on the opposite post. I swear to you, if the net had been empty, he still would have passed. He's frustrating me. I think he can turn into something. Something like I think he can be a decent bottom sixer, maybe a good fourth-line center, uh, but he's really got to start showing it because I, I'm not seeing anything out of him. They were abysmal defensively. They certain they just there were a lot of open looks in the slot. A lot of just uh, just leaky coverage. Leaky coverage. With a lightning win tonight, the Flyers will have an opportunity on home ice to get within four points of a playoff spot. Yes, you read that correctly. It's it's a goddamn crazy league. Uh, and if you think the East is crazy, look at what's going on out west. Like I think the Kings are five points out and they're in last place. Uh, the game could have gone either way. The whole second period, it seemed. I'm currently being told I'm no fun by, by my family because I said the Flyers didn't play uh, that great a game. No, they didn't. Uh, the Ducks got horrific goaltending in the first period, and they just didn't seem like they wanted to play all that much in the first period, honestly. They had the scoring chances early, and Hart stopped them, and then uh, they just, I, I don't know. They looked like the Flyers early in the year, where it was just like, oh, yep, losing this one 8-2. to two. Like That's who they looked like, was the Flyers uh, circa November. Um, 
Uh, they looked like shit today. Now, the Flyers weren't good either, but, I mean, they were much better than that bad Ducks team, thank God. And it was it was uh, by them. I mean, Carter Hart was much better than that bad Ducks team. Still got anxious when the D coughed up the puck or when they were just beat up the middle, but I'm getting there. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you don't want to give up high-danger scoring chances. I just don't hold my breath every time there's a freaking shot on net now. Randy. The linesman bailed out Perry in stopping that fight. I don't know why they stopped it. Uh, that was stupid. Curly Bill has two words for Dale Weiss. I am curly today, I know. I haven't showered. Uh, so Amac glued to the press box now, or do you think Gudis is on the move? Selling high. Is Friedman ready? I guess you can't move Gudis now. Um, I, I think I talked about this on the last post game. I, I'm not just saying move Gudis to move Gudis. Uh, if there's a chance he factors into the future here, he's on a cheap deal. He doesn't put up points, so it's not like um, you're ever going to have to pay him a ton. Uh, and he's a he's a good solid you know good solid defenseman. He's having a very good year. Um, there's a everyone uh, in or around the organization uh, has been talking about uh, Gudis for the Barry Ashby Trophy. And honestly, um, yeah, I think he's I think he's got it locked up at this point, unless like someone goes on a crazy scoring streak to end the season or something. But, um, yeah, I, I, if someone comes in with a, a, a drastic overpay for Gudis, you do it because that's what you do. Obviously, you take a good deal when a good deal is uh, you know, presents itself. But I'm not going out of my way to move Gudis because uh, there's still another year on his contract. If something, you know, all these guys work out and you don't have – the spot for him, or you think you can get something for him, you still have a whole year to go on and do that. So I'm not in a rush to move Gudis, but if someone comes in with, you know, a first and uh, a high-end prospect, let's do it. Do you have any info on the players they got in return from the Habs? Yeah, it's um, Schlemko and uh, Fraze. They're not good. I mean, it's trash for garbage. Going to be a big test slash challenge for Hart on Monday. Uh, I was thinking, now it's probably going to be Hart. I would guess it's going to be Hart. Um, But since you're playing the Penguins in the outdoor game on the 23rd, and they haven't seen Carter Hart in person yet, would you, and now I know everyone wants to just play Carter Hart and beat the Penguins and that's it, but I'm thinking they they have back-to-backs. You have the Penguins on Monday, and then Tuesday you're at Minnesota. What if you go Stoli on Monday, and then go to Hart Tuesday, and then you have you know regular, and then you have three days off to go back to Hart, and then back to backs, and then regular schedule, uh, and then Pittsburgh on the 23rd in the Stadium Series game. Just so going into the you know the big you know Keystone State Showdown and all that. Um, this camera's a little off-center, huh? Uh, that's better, I guess. Um, it just looks weird, I guess, without my fat head behind me. But uh, would you maybe think about saving Hart against the Penguins for that game so they haven't seen him and they haven't figured anything out about him maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't be against the thinking. Um, you know, with back-to-backs, you're going to split the goalies, I'm guessing, uh, in either one. So... 
Uh, the home, if you bought a ticket, obviously you want to go see Carter Hart, but it's not like Anthony Stolarz is playing bad hockey right now. So I, I definitely consider it if I were Scott Gordon, uh, you know, thinking down the line to what you might do in the stadium series game. Why is Ghost still on power play one? I know what he could do, but man, he's not there now. Uh, play the players that make the difference. I, th- I mean, they're still playing Provorov on power play too. I-, I just, there's no one else because that's Ghost's job. Uh, you you just keep putting him in the position to do his job because that's Ghost's job. Um, uh, everyone needs to pick it up though. I mean, I wouldn't if they put Sanheim there. I wouldn't be opposed at this point. Uh, I-, I would love to see it honestly. Um, I, I have no idea why they're even – sometimes it's Provorov without Sanheim on power play, too. I think they had them both out there today, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But it should just be Sanheim uh, on power play, too, if not power play one. Um, you mix it up, bring them in there, see what happens. But they're just – I guess it's just lack of options. They went with the five, uh, five forward five forward power play for a while, but I guess they figured, you know, you can't do this forever. It's kind of just a – a gimmicky shake it up kind of idea, but I don't know. Can't wait to get my heart Jersey into Finland. Uh, come on already. I'm goalie coach here and been a huge fan on Carter several years, but just wow. Blows my mind how easily, or at least how easy has made it look, uh, elevated his game to the highest level in speed. Uh, yeah, he's, he's incredible. What he's doing at this age is, is, I mean, he just tied the record for most wins in a row at a player under 21. So that tells you all you need to know right there. It's kind of unprecedented what he's doing. Never been, I mean, you know, there have been guys who've been good at this age, but it's a short list. It's a real short list. If Carter can pull off some awesome games against teams like Pittsburgh and Washington, that would help as well get the national attention. Yeah, thinking about that, uh, thinking about that outdoor game could really get the national audience watching. Like, oh my God, the Flyers have a goalie because that's part of it. Like, I I just think because writers vote on this stuff. It's the writers. Writers love a story. Twenty year old kid, uh, Ron Hextall drafted him. The Flyers have never had a goalie. It's been thirty freaking years. Like all this stuff. Uh, I it, I think it all matters. If Myers plays, who sits? Yeah, I. I I think it might be Haig, but I wouldn't I, – I would love it to be McDonald, you know. Um, you have Mac playing the right side on um, – uh, you have Mac playing the right side with Ghost. Um, I think that's that would be a good uh, spot to slot him in there. Uh, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Gudis is a righty on the third line with – yeah, maybe – yeah, you don't go Hague. You don't go Hague Myers. So stick stick with Provorov Sanheim. Stick with Hague Gudis, I guess, and go Ghost My- Myers. Yeah, I guess. Hey, Bill, 16 days until the deadline. Do you think Simmer will be an 11th hour deal? Uh, what players What players move league wide that will impact Simmer's price? Uh, I mean, the Brian Boyle trade was just kind of like, all right, if he's a second round, if he's second round pick worthy, and you know what Brian Boyle is, it's 4C. You know, he's a damn good one. I love Brian Boyle. I'm a big fan. Uh, But you know what he is. Um, Like, if he's worth a second round pick, I got to believe the asking price on Simmons has to be 
uh, a for a first and a prospect, you know, like a good, not and like uh, I want a border like. I want a guy who's playing on a third line right now in the NHL. Like, okay, he's not a complete player yet, but he can help us. So we give him, you know, 13, 14 minutes of ice time just to see if we can get something out of him. Like, I, I yeah. I, I, he's got to get, he's getting traded. He, it's absolutely going to happen. It has to. Hey, Bill, how much of this winning is the coach? Just playing the four best lines, having a good goalie and average special teams. Are we still a bad team? That's, you know, the team is kind of, I mean, they were never supposed to get, I mean, what do they have now? 21 of the last 24 points, I think. Um, No one's that good. But they were supposed to be a good team this year. They were just really crossing their fingers on goaltending. The special teams shit themselves. And a bunch of uh, a bunch of guys who we expected to take a step forward actually didn't, um, and it really killed them for the first three months. I do believe, um, I do believe Scott Gordon deserves quite a bit of credit for getting the most out of this group and getting guys having bad seasons. Uh, a bunch of them turned around, and of course, you know Carter Hart. It's Carter freaking Hart. Uh, but yeah, Gordon absolutely deserves some credit. Um, they were never as bad as they looked, and they looked god-awful at some points. I mean, they were in 31st place at points this season. It's They were a last, a dead-last-place team in the whole league. Um, I, I don't think they were ever that bad. Uh, how They couldn't possibly be that bad. Uh, it took a while to get things together, and it took a while to get things going. I think they just needed to move on from Hack. I think um, even if Hack isn't the worst coach in the world, it just wasn't working here. I'm not... I'm done talking about Dave Haxtell and all the bullshit. You know, maybe in a different situation, different locker room, different players, whatever, different personalities, I don't know. Maybe he could be a serviceable coach. I doubt it uh, because he thinks good players are bad and bad players are good. But whatever. Um, You know, he just had to go. And I think just lifting the Dave Haxtell cloud from over this team improve them, um, whether it's Scott Gordon or anybody else who would have taken the job. Uh, but Scott Gordon is the guy there, and they're winning, so he deserves the credit. So with the rumors of us not signing Simmons, what's a realistic return for him? Do you really think a first-rounder? Uh, I don't think they're going to keep him. Yeah, I, I don't, I, he's getting traded, and a first and a prospect is what I expect. I would like to see an upgrade for defense at the deadlines. I'm not if it's again, if it's a guy who comes with some term and is controllable, I'm fine with it. But I kind of just want to play out what we have. And if there's a deal to be made, sure. But I just kind of, while I'm excited for this and I want to see how far Carter Hart can take this team, I'm still not in let's buy mode. Like I just, I'm not there with this team yet. Um, it's good that they're turning it on in the second half, but they did throw away the first half of the season. And right now you're looking at a, a first round exit against Tampa Bay. Uh, that's, that's what, that's what's coming. Um, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. I don't think that's a terrible fate to make the playoffs and get Carter Hart and some of these guys playoff experience. Um, but I'm not trying to, really go out and get anybody unless they factor into the future, unless they're going to be here for two or more years. Uh, I, I just don't see the point. Bill, was that playoff side? It sure looked offside. 
it really looked offside, man. Um, like the fact that they said confirmed, I was like, ah, dude, you didn't confirm shit. Um, maybe like it, it, the entire puck has to be entirely over the blue line, and you know, a little bit of bleeding on the paint. <laughs> like it's not, it's not like it's, uh, it's not like it's a straight. I mean, it's a straight line, but it bleeds a little. Uh, I guess it's it's there's a, a shade. There's a little bit of the puck shade on the line. It really looked offside to me, but uh, it was damn close. And the angles I saw were tough. They were tough angles. You know how the you know optical illusions work. Um, the one down the blue line they showed was on the wrong side, so you couldn't really tell there. Uh, it looked offside to me, but it was. I guess maybe if it has to be 100% conclusive, I can't say this little speck of the puck wasn't touching a stray dot of blue paint, you know. Going to be a, the best summer for Flyers fans in years with that cap space. And not only cap space, but it seems for the first time in a while that guys, big name guys especially, uh, actually want to hit the market. Like, John Tavares hit the market and signed with, you know, the hometown team and everything, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and didn't get, like, the Kevin Durant treatment for it. So all the players, looks like they realized, oh, my God, we can do this now? Okay, cool. Uh, and are actually looking forward to free agency. Uh, I, I want to go out and spend this. I don't want to spend stupid money on older guys, but – Man, if you can get an Artemi Panarin, if you can get a Mark Stone, don't even get me started on Eric Carlson. Oh, but you have the money and you have uh, a reason to do it because it looks like now this team could actually be something. Uh, I don't think they're there yet, but add some pieces. Let some of these other guys get a year older and – you know, you're you're right in it if if you just make some upgrades and there are some dynamic players who could you know affect this team in a positive way, like actually make a difference. We're not going out and getting a Dale Weiss. It's not oh well if we bring in this four C who can take some of the uh, defensive zone draws for Drew, like maybe that'll help. No, we're not even looking at that. We are looking at let's get a dynamic playmaker or two in here to boost this team and take it to the next level. Finally. Was that trade a cap space move? I think it was just they're done with they're done with Dale Weiss and uh, Montreal likes Dale. Uh, they they sent Dale home weeks ago and a deal finally got done. Everybody thought he was going to Montreal, um, and they got him. I guess without uh, they they shipped him out without retaining any cap space, so he's not on the book for he's not on the books for next year either, which I think is the biggest deal. Just eh, yeah. Just got my stadium series tickets. Hope to see you there, Bill. I'm working on some things. I'm working on some things. I know we we would lose a ghost trade, but what team would be a good partner and what is the realistic return? Uh, there was a lot of talk about ghost for Pareko, like in a straight-up one-for-one deal. I don't think that would be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, that's the thing about trading ghosts to me is there's a real high percentage chance you lose that trade. Uh, I, I, I'm, I say it over and over, but I guess it bears repeating. I'm not going to reject a ghost trade immediately. Like I, It's not an automatic no for me. There are very few automatic no's for me at this point. Um, that said, I fully recognize that it's probably a bad idea. Like Whatever the trade is, is probably a bad trade. 
Um, but there are ways they can win. If you get a dynamic young forward who can be with this team for a while and is really good, well, yeah, you do it. I love Ghost. I have two Ghost jerseys. He's he's the type of defenseman I've always wanted. Um, That rookie year was sensational. Last year, he was amazing. He's an every-other-year guy right now, and he just doesn't seem like he's going to be getting it together anytime soon this year. Um, You know, that said, he'll come out and win the freaking Norris this year, uh, next season after we trade him, and um, I'll look like a buffoon. But I'm going to look like a buffoon sometimes, so that's just the way it is. But, yeah, the, chances are you lose a ghost trade, which is why I don't want to do it. But there are um, there are circumstances in which they could win it. Play Hart. Uh, everyone's saying Play Hart in both Penguins games, basically. Yeah. His name is Calder Hart from now on. I'm not against it. Simmer and Gudis to Stone. I think they will package for something we can really – I mean – why would Ottawa want Simmons and Gudis? Like Simmons is a pending restricted or unrestricted free agent. And they're a terrible team. Why would they want Simmons and Gudis? What are we going to pay for Artemi Panarin this summer? I mean, starting price is probably the cheapest you could possibly get him for is what Giroux makes, right? Like, I'm thinking the starting price is like nine. Word on TSN is Calgary is heavily after Simmer and player in return could be Sam Bennett. That would be interesting. Um, Sam Bennett is the one that couldn't do a pull-up, right? I, I, I don't care. I just, you know, that's funny to me. Uh, what's his career looking like? Hmm. Nothing too special. Uh, he's got 20 points this year, nine goals in 52 games. Career high is 36. He's at 20. How old is Sam Bennett at this point? 22, so he's still really young. Um, Flyers need a center. They absolutely need a center. Um, I wouldn't hate that. I would want, a, like, not just Sam Bennett. Even if it's not a first-round pick, uh, there better be something else. I'd love to get Johnny Hockey, but that's not realistic. Yeah, I mean, I'd love him. I'd love Connor McDavid. You know, we're not getting those guys, at least not yet. But they said Thursday that Nashville was close to Simmons' deal, so who knows? Yeah, everyone's close to whatever. Um, It's No one knows. I mean, like two guys know, like Elliot Friedman and Bob McKenzie know, and everyone else is just guessing. I there are there are good journalists out there. I, I don't mean to disparage the entire race of journalists. Uh, they're a race, yes. Um, but it, it's just rumors flying around nonstop until something happens, and then it's oh yes, they were in the whole time. Like all right, well we never heard Winnipeg's name once. So you know, Tuesday night into Wednesday would be a good trade time with the short break. Yeah, they have the they have those three days off next week in a row. So. Maybe that's when uh, Chucky two trades. Well, I guess he's Chucky three trades now, eh? Uh, I guess that's maybe a good time for him to get it going. But like they say, deadlines get deals done. So I will not be the least bit surprised if Simmons isn't moved, uh, you know, until right up to a, a day or two, even up to the day of the deadline. That wouldn't surprise me at all either. I'm not sold on getting rid of Gudis right now. Yeah, no, it's uh, like I said, I'm not going out of my way to get rid of Radko Gudis. Um, he's a, he's a good solid player and you always need a guy like him. 
Um, I just, if someone comes over with a, a, a big offer, you, you take it. That's just, you know, you can find a Wayne Sim, you can find a Radko Gudis somewhere else if you have to. I don't want to. I'm just saying if the offer blows you away. Just give everyone two ham and cheese sandwiches, the Nolan Patrick method, and we'll win the cup. I wonder if ham and cheese has overtaken the grilled cheese. Do you think he – no, there's no way he uh, – he doesn't eat the ham and cheese hot. Definitely not. Trade Ghost and sign Eric Carlson. You can have both, man. It's, there's no rule against having a bunch of good players. You can, you can have a bunch of good players. Ghost is cost-controlled, and he's, like, got 70-point potential, and he makes under $5 bucks. You don't need to trade ghosts to sign Eric Carlson. Where did all these ghost trade rumors come from? I think it's mostly conjecture and uh, Travis Sanheim getting minutes on the top pair. Like I said, I don't think there's any rule against having multiple good players. Like having ghost as a second pair defenseman is 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 good. Um, I just think it's a lot of uh, stirring the pot. People think there's people think there's going to be a core shakeup. And it's not going to be Couturier. It's not going to be Giroux. We know uh, Simmons is leaving. We already know that. So what, what What are you left with? Like, Provorov's not going anywhere. Hart's not going anywhere. I don't think Sanheim has any real value just based on, like, games played. I don't think anyone else, unless you're really paying attention to Travis Sanheim, I don't think he – so, like, how, what's left? It's Voracek and Ghost. Those are the perceived expendable pieces. And I don't – I don't say expend – I'm just – I'm putting – for everyone listening and not watching live, uh, I'm putting expendable in air quotes. We could beat Tampa in a series. Why not? I mean, yes, if Carter Hart goes absolutely insane, and uh, it's not like it's not like there aren't ever upsets in hockey, but I, you know, Tampa is much better than the Flyers. I'll take this team with Hart and Net. I'll take this team versus Tampa with Hart and Net. How many goals have Tampa given up in the third against this team? It would be a fun series. I'm not saying I, – I just – when it came down to a seven-game series and not one ridiculous night, um, I, I don't know. Vasilevsky's pretty good too. And uh, I, I just don't see how we would match up against them, especially when they could play matchups. They have home ice in four games, so they could play matchups get their top two lines out against our third and fourth line. I, just, I don't think it would, uh, I don't think it would go well in a seven game series. Hi from the UK. What's up UK. Hope you're watching. I uh, hope you get to an NXT UK show. Uh, who do you pair? Uh, who do you think Myers will be best suited to pair with? I, I, I'm trying to think of a good pair for him. And maybe you go, Maybe you go Provorov, Sanheim, keep them together. Go Ghost, Gudis, and then McDonald, Myers. That's probably the way to go, right? That, uh, like I said, I I think it should be Haig. I think Haig should stay in the lineup. I would love to see McDonald come out. I just don't think he's going to. So I'm just gonna live in reality uh, at this point. Andrew McDonald is is our is our overlord who runs the entire league. That's just clearly the case because uh, he can never come out of a lineup. Um, but, uh, yeah, so let's say Provorov, Sanheim, Ghost, Gudis, and McDonald, Myers. I think that's the way to do it because, you know, we always have to do the rookie hazing. We have to do the rookie hazing, put the new guy out there with Andrew McDonald. 
that's just the way she goes. Ghost's first year played with AMAC. Provorov, Andrew McDonald. Let's do it to Myers, too. What is the off, what is the likelihood we offer sheet Mitch Marner for twelve and a half million a year? The Leafs have six million cap space next year. The Leafs are going to move some things around, and the Leafs will have the space. I think they they have some moves to make, but I think the Leafs can do what they need to do with their core pieces. The guy I'm interested in is Braden Point. Tampa does not have the cap space, and they have a bunch of they have multiple concerns. Um, I, I think you can go and get a Braden point if he signs, if he wants to leave, if he's not just another guy willing to take the Tampa Bay discount because, oh, half of my games, I don't have to pay a state income tax and we're putting together something special here, like blah, 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 all the stuff that they convince all these guys to take discounts for. Um, if you can get Braden point to sign, uh, it, they can't match. I don't see. I don't see a way if you go and give him the, you know, nine, ten, whatever it's going to take to get uh, Braden Point. I don't see how they could match. You literally just said, "Don't make any trades." Now you're advocating for trades. What's your deal? I said I don't want to go out and add any rentals. I think adding rentals is stupid. Um, if you can get a guy with term, yes. And if you're going, I still think you need to move. Depending free agents. I think you need to move Wayne Simmons. That's he's a he's leaving. Get something for him. Uh, I think you need to move Michael Roffle, even if it's for picks way down the line. You just get something for Michael Roffle because he's not coming back. Uh, that's that's the kind of deal I want. If some other great offer is out there, obviously take it, but I don't want any rentals. I want guys with term who are going to factor into the future. Ghost for Johnny Hockey. Yeah, they're not making that trade. Um, and it's not a crazy, it's not an outlandish idea. I mean, now, I mean, Goudreau has now catapulted himself into like heart trophy talks. But it's not the most outlandish idea if not Johnny's having an incredible season, Ghost is having a bad season, and the Flames have a good blue line. So it's not, it's not a need for them. If it was a need for them, maybe, but uh, they're not losing their best player to bring in a guy who's not as good as him. I don't see them trading Ghost. I, I don't think it's, like, imminent or anything. I don't think it's definitely happening. Uh, I, I I don't – if you were to ask me if it's likely, I'd say no. Uh, but I think it definitely is a possibility. I think they're going to get calls, um, and they need to listen. You know, when the phone rings, you pick it up. The Flyers were really sloppy. Hart is adding to his legacy. Eight straight wins. That's okay. Yes, legacy. Panarin is overrated, especially if the minimum you can get him at is what Giroux makes. I mean, I mean, I don't know about overrated. He's a really, really good player. Um, you got to, you got to pay to have good players. Would you rather be cheap and have a bad team? Uh, like those are your options. Have worse players. Uh, who don't make a ton of money, and you're, you know, oh, yeah, well, we're under the cap, or overpay by a million or two to have a really good team. I would rather have a really good team because I don't have to write the checks. They're not going to be in cap trouble again. They have this thing in a position that they can spend to the cap but have other moving pieces so that – look at this farm system. Now you actually have the ability to bring up players who perform well on their entry-level contracts, and, oh, my God, we have cheap players performing well as well. 
Like they're in a position where they can go out and get good free agents because good players make your team better. What can we get in a Brian Elliott trade? I mean, you're not getting anything for Brian Elliott, nothing of substance, like maybe a, a late pick conditional pick or something. But I keep saying, I don't, I don't see any reason. I don't think Brian Elliott should play this year. Um, if I'm him, I'm worried about getting healthy and finding a place to get an opportunity in a tandem next year. That's that's all I'm worried about if I'm him. Loving the Coots line right now. I'm a big fan of that line. It's Limblom to me is in a perfect spot right now. If this team had three complete lines, they the third line's coming along, but like Lawton's not really a third liner. Wayne Simmons isn't what he used to be. Uh, Nolan Patrick is absolutely coming along. That top line isn't, I'm just not crazy about the, you know, JVR Giroux, uh, connecting line personally, but Limblom is in the position that I think he's perfect for. He's a third liner who plays on your second line because you have a good second liner that you can move down to your third to bolster that line. I think he's in a, that, that's his that's where that's where you're getting maximum value out of Oscar Lindblom in that position uh, and maximizing the talent distribution on your team. Uh, now they need a third center because to me, going into next season, you need to have Couturier and Giroux back together. Uh, so if it's like Lindblom, Patrick, you know, whoever's on the right wing, to me, maybe connect me because um, I want Mark Stone. That's Giroux, Couturier, Stone is my dream first line. Um, so uh, I think he's, that's a good position for him. And then JVR with another good center and then, you know, another winger there. Um, that would be what you're looking at in terms of having good, even depth in uh, your top nine. On the power play, Drew and Voracek swapped wings every time. After watching Hack for so long, I thought that was illegal or something. Uh, good to see from Gordon. Yeah. Um, uh, even though they're not getting the results right now, they were. I mean, they went seven for ten, and you don't go seven for ten. So, uh, obviously, there's going to be a little bit of regression, even though the freaking thing was so bad for most of the season. Um, I, I just like that guys are switching spots. Uh, they started at one point, and they went back to the Voracek at the top with Ghost on the uh, on the far boards and Giroux in his normal spot. Then they had a time with um, Giroux where Voracek usually is and Ghost on the far boards and uh, Voracek still up top. And then they switched uh, Voracek and Ghost. So they're, they're giving them different looks. And I think that even though they're not getting the results now, it helps just to be able to do different things. Because it's going to get reconfigured in the offseason. You're going to bring guys in. You're going to lose guys. Obviously, Wayne Simmons isn't going to be here one way or another. Um, I just uh, – it's going to be reconfigured somehow, and they're getting a, a jump start on it, basically, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, they're figuring out different roles for different guys. Sean Couturier is making that second unit go, eh? What can we get for Neuvert? Um, maybe, like, an insurance claim? Uh, what do you think it would take to get that Nick Cousins guy from Arizona? I'm good on that. Thanks. No chance Tampa Bay doesn't sign Braden Point. If you're willing to overpay them, they can't afford it. Look at their cap situation. It's not good. Like, they don't have the money. If he's not willing to take a discount there, I don't see where they open up the money. Like, you're losing the Ryan Callahan contract if you buy him out. But even then, I think Yanni Gord gets a – basically 
may, is going to be making what Ryan Callahan was making. So that makes up for it right there. And there's other guys who uh, are going to be due deals who maybe don't get 12 million or whatever the hell it takes to get point. Um, I, if you're willing to overpay him a little, I don't, I just don't see how they can afford to match. Just, I don't see how they would create the cap space. Who's next to come up after Myers NAK. I don't know if he's still hurt or not. Um, all day Q bell. Uh, last I heard he was hurt. Um, I would love to see Friedman up. I have no idea if he's ready or not. It looked like the, the organization was really high on Friedman in the preseason. Um, but that was a whole regime ago, you know, uh, Hextall and Hackstall aren't here anymore. So I don't know the feeling on Friedman. I don't know how they view him as compared to the, you know, last uh, staff and last, uh, you know, management. So we'll see. I, I'm not sure who would be the next to come up. You would think just in terms of like organizational depth, who the next guy is, it's all by Q Bell, but could very well be Friedman. Um, they have to open up roster spots though. They, they need to move some guys out in order to play other guys at this point. So it also depends on who who's here and who isn't. If they move Raffle and Simmons, well, there's two forward spots open, and they've already you know traded Weiss. I really don't think we're going to see Latera back at any point. Uh, so, yeah, probably uh, Nak would be first if he's healthy. Giroux's contract is five years old. Panarin is today. Please name another. Oh, I I have no problem with Giroux's contract. I. I, I understand what the money would be. I'm saying at a minimum, what you would pay for Panarin is what Giroux makes, probably a lot more. Uh, I'm guessing it would be 9 or 10 to get Panarin. 681 more wins before Hart passes Brodeur. That'll fly by. Is Nolan Patrick just a second-half type of player? He's on fire now, just like he was this time last year, but totally absent in October and November. I've wondered, like, he said maybe he takes a little longer to get started. I've always felt like big guys need to get in a rhythm, and he's a bit of a bigger guy. But he, he if he's a second-half player, whatever, you know, that's cool. You turn it on in the second half. He can't give them nothing in the first half of seasons like he has the last two years. Right, let's scroll down here, guys. We're over 50 minutes. Uh, hey, Bill, what date are rosters expanded to allow more call-ups? It is after the deadline, so I guess what, what's the deadline? Like three o'clock on the twenty-fifth. So after that, I guess. Sucks that Rubstov got hurt for the year. Yeah, it's a bummer, man. I wanted to. It sounds like he was really playing well at the Phantoms. I was hoping he was maybe going to be like a uh, second half of the season call up if he if he showed he had that good two-way game and uh, you know responsible because they like you, they don't want rookies coming up and turning the puck over like crazy and making defensive errors. So if he had that and could bring the rest of his game along at the NHL level. I was hoping maybe he'd be a second half of the year call up the way he started the year in the AHL, but eh, it wasn't to be. He'll get a shot in camp. Uh, There'll be spots to be won in camp, absolutely. Here's a crazy notion. Wait for Mark Stone to become a UFA July 1 and get him for a free agent rather than buy him off of a – yeah, I don't want to trade for Mark Stone at all. I want to buy him on July 1st. Justin Bailey. Yeah, Justin Bailey's name came up – on the show on Wednesday, I believe, on uh, BSH Radio, Charlie mentioned Justin Bailey because he's got off to a pretty good start in um, uh, with the Phantoms. So it could yeah, Justin Bailey might might be a call up at some point. If we make the playoffs, is Gordon the coach next year? 
I guess it increases his chance, but I still think they want – I just – I believe they really want Quenville. And until they're told they're not getting Quenville, uh, that's going to be their number one target. And I'm – you know, that good. That's how I want them to be. Go out and get the best guy available. Uh, but I have no problem with Gordon staying in the organization somewhere uh, if Quenville would want him, you know, as an assistant because I'm not just going to – Quenville, if he wants his son-in-law and the dude who makes his hot dogs uh, to be his assistant coaches, that's what he gets. Um, but if he was like, yes, I love Scott Gordon. He can be my assistant. I would love him on the bench. I would love him as head of, like, player development, some some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of role like that within the organization working with the young guys. Um, if you want to go back and coach the Phantoms, awesome. And if you don't make the big splash and get the big name, Scott Gordon is – Absolutely a candidate, and if they, if Quenville just decides, because he's going to have his choice. You know, if he thinks he can win a cup or three elsewhere, um, he that's where he's going to go because he's getting paid regardless. You know, he's, he's Joel Quenville. Uh, I'm going to call him Joel when he gets the job, but right now he's Joel. Um, if he decides to go somewhere else, Scott Gordon. If they hire him, I have no problem with that, none whatsoever. Do you think Stolar stays up when the other goalies are ready? I think he has to. I, I, he just has to. One, I, I like Neuver, Elliott. What is the point of playing them? They don't factor into the future whatsoever. We've been over the goalie situation a million times for next season, but Hart is here, obviously. Boom. Carter Hart, that's one of your NHL goalies. Alex Lyon, is, he gets paid an NHL salary next year, whether he's in the AHL or the NHL. He, he makes NHL money. Um, He's under contract. Felix Sandstrom's under contract. Under contract. They expect him to come over next year. Kirill Ustamenko, Scott Gordon said he wants to bring him over to North America next year. Sure, you, know, you can park one of these guys in the ECHL. That's not a terrible thing either for a goalie just to get him the reps, get him the starts, get him in your organization, uh, get your hands on him. Um, cool. Fine. That's whatever. But that's four goalies, and you uh, – Stoli is an arbitration eligible, you know, restricted free agent. So you need to find out what he is. So play him. Figure it out. If he can be your backup next year, it's not an ideal situation. You would want to go with more of a veteran guy if you're going to have, you know, what will be a 21-year-old Carter Hart. Um, but at the end of the day, all that really matters is winning games. And if he can win you the required amount of games for a tandem goalie or a backup goalie, however they want to split the load, then you go with it because that's an, that's an, that's a, that's a competitive advantage to have two goalies making very little money, um, winning you games, being difference makers for you. Um, or at least, you know, having Stoli be a backup who can tread water at the NHL level. That's great. That's what a backup goalie is supposed to do. Um, I think it's just a competitive advantage if you can have that cheap of a goalie tandem. All right, guys. I think that is uh, – I think that's all the time we have for today. We're at like 50-some minutes. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out. I will be back after Monday's game. I'll be doing uh, all the post games again next week. We have back-to-backs Monday, Tuesday. Uh, big one. It's a big one against Pittsburgh. Let's see. Let's see if Hart can extend that win streak. I expect them to go back to Carter Hart. Um, have a good one, everybody. Have a great week.